0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML.
1: Another one of our finalists in the Lions competition, the uh, gala evening, of course, where the winners for this year's competition will be announced. is coming up in uh, the end of the month here at uh, Carmen's Banquet Centre, of course, up on the, uh, the mountain. And uh, Dr. Nick Bottas, of course, will be emceeing that event, uh, was with us last week talking about this. And this has become a tradition on the show now where we, uh, we bring the 10 finalists in one at a time and introduce them to you, and, and of course their business enterprise and, and why they're a finalist. And then the day after the gala, we'll actually broadcast the show from the Innovation Factory, which is, of course, the old Camco plant on Longwood Road. And uh, we'll have the winners there and, uh, and some of the other folks that involved in the competition. So always a great show and a great time. Uh, I'm looking forward to this discussion, too. Because the wedding industry makes billions of dollars on dresses every year. And uh, those who are part of the wedding party often complain about the costs involved. Well, along comes Bridesmaid, which is a rental agency, online experience business, uh, one of the finalists in the competition. Uh, I'm really intrigued about this. Uh, Mallory McEwen and uh, Kalia Baker are with us. Uh, Thanks for coming in here, by the way. It's a pleasure to meet both of you. Thanks for being here today.
0: Thanks for the opportunity.
1: All right. So there I was, Mallory, watching Say Yes to the Dress the other day. (laughs) And uh, yes, I do watch. Uh, no, I've got two <laughs> girls in the house. Okay, uh, so it's on TV. I was just walking by, but you get uh, and and I looked at these things. It's it's a cute show. I'm sure you guys have seen it. A lot of people have seen it. The cost of these things is astronomical. I, I mean, they're they're saying, well, how much are you going to spend? Oh, we have only about eighty million dollars to spend. Could you <laughs> get us a dress? And they find one for them. It's it's really kind of cool. But from that, obviously, there's a huge expense. Uh, a Wedding day is, is such a big day for families, uh, for everybody involved in this, but the cost is just is enormous and, and can be prohibitive. Uh, is, was that the motivation for you to get behind this idea?
0: Yeah, um, somewhat. So we really kind of tackle the problem for bridesmaids because the bridesmaids buy their own dress or their own uniform that often the bride picks out. And I'd found that a lot of my friends who'd been asked to be bridesmaids would come to me and kind of complain, which was a little bit What sad. did they say? Say it now. Come <laughs> on. I know what they complained um, about, so say it. Nothing major, but it was more just saying it is so expensive to be a bridesmaid. I'm paying off student loans. Um, I have to pay to go to the bachelorette, I have to help host the bachelorette, and then the worst thing is this bridesmaid dress. It's a terrible color, doesn't even look <laughs> good on me, but yet it's $300.
1: And and uh, the other side of that, of course, Kali, is I don't I'll ever be able to wear it anywhere after this.
0: Yeah, of course, everyone.
1: It sits in the closet. The
2: bride likes to tell you that, oh, you can wear it again to a cocktail party, something <laughs> like that, but really they are made for a very specia- uh, special occasion that it's just not, really something that you wanna to wear to a different event.
1: You know, if you go into any woman's closet who's been a bridesmaid and that's the face that some of them have in the in the course of their life, maybe three, four times if they're lucky, you know, as friends get married. The back, the back of the closet's full of these things, uh, of, of just about every kind of color you might imagine, you know, these things, and, and some of them are a little gaudy, some of them I, I guess might be kind of nice, but uh, that's why they sit in the back of the closet, because they get usually worn once and that's it, right?
0: Yeah, and especially now that we're posting every single occasion on Instagram and Facebook and things like that as millennials, we don't really want to be posting the dress that we wore in, say, Stephanie's wedding at a New Year's Eve party, um, we really kind of like to wear... Each thing once, take a picture, and move on from it.
1: Because God forbid you should be seen in the same outfit (laughs) twice, right?
0: (laughs) Well, the other thing is that the bridesmaids often will be a
2: group of friends or maybe sisters or that kind of thing. So they don't want to show up to the same event a second time (laughs) in the same dress. It's It's just not really made for that type of event.
1: Sure. I mean, you may go to a formal a couple of years later and you're going to say, isn't that the dress you wore to Kalia's wedding? <laughs> wait a second here. <laughs> All right. Shame for sh- hashtag shame. <laughs> <laughs> so so you guys come up with Bridesmaid. Talk to us about about the idea and, and how you got this thing rolling.
0: Yeah. So originally um, I was working full-time in Toronto, living downtown Toronto, uh, working full-time in f- corporate finance. And I just said, you know, this isn't really what I want to do forever. Uh, the money's pretty good, but I would rather be my own boss or start something fresh. Um, So to get the ball rolling, I just started talking to as many brides and bridesmaids as I could to see if this is a real problem or just something that my friend group complains about. Um, identified very quickly that it's a very real problem. So uh, while well, I was still working on it on my own I built out an e-commerce website used some stock photos and just kind of put the real values that we would offer so kind of the fact that you can save money on your dress save some closet space uh, better for the environment to rent your clothing as opposed to letting it, the textiles go to waste uh, and I just wanted to see the response that that would have to see if it would be worth leaving my well-paid job to do it <laughs> full-time and um, and the response was phenomenal. In the first month, the web traffic was insane, and people were contacting us on our Facebook page saying, okay, how do I rent? But we didn't actually have inventory yet at that time. Uh, so I knew I needed some help, which is when I brought in Kalea. So Kalea was living in Calgary at the time, but we'd studied together in the Laurier MBA program. Uh, a few years ago, and we'd been a team together in some academic competitions, and we knew we worked well together.
1: Now, how did you guys? I, I mean, you what NBA, you, so you're both business types. I mean, you okay? You're, you're you're left side of the brain people, okay? <laughs> uh, but but you maintained a relationship even after you guys finished school because you, you went to different parts of the country.
2: Yeah, um, uh, I know for God myself, for media, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of Facebook updates and yeah. that kind of thing. Um, for myself, I've moved a lot, and, and I always try and keep in contact with people here and there, if not just creeping on their Facebook and seeing but what they're up to. But you're from but the West
1: originally anyway.
2: I'm from the West originally, yeah, yeah, and but moved out here for school and then moved back kind of just as I finished school. But Mallory and I, we had started the MBA together in a uh, competition. And so we had started a relationship as a working relationship and sort of became friends outside of that. So I feel like it's more one of those things that she knew that we were going to work well together. And that's why it kind of sparked in her Did you have a good job?
1: Were you, were you happy in Calgary?
2: I was building out myself within Calgary. Yeah. I had um, a couple different billable hour positions that okay. I had. So I was doing different contract-based um, jobs that actually ended up working out really well because some of them were in SEO and different other things that you need for building an e-commerce site. So ended up being able to lend that experience to when Mallory needed it.
1: So your old friend Mallory calls or gets (laughs) in touch with you and says, look, I got this idea. How did that conversation go?
2: I think actually it was a Facebook message. It
1: was. Yeah,
0: it
2: was. Um, You know, I I know that you're still kind of trying to figure out exactly what you want to do next. Um, Would you mind taking on this project as well? And I jumped at the opportunity.
0: And it kind of started a little bit more slowly and organically. So I knew Clea was working billable hours jobs, and I knew one of them because I had seen blogs that she had written was at an SEO company. And I was starting to think about the SEO for Bridesmaids, so how to get it to rank on the first page of Google. And I knew part of doing that was being really active with blog writing and producing content. And for me working full-time, I didn't have time to do all of that content that was required on my own. So, Kalea first joined more as a billable hours position, but (laughs) she didn't bill us. (laughs) Um, uh, So, a volunteer billable hours position, uh, working on those things that she specialized in in her other roles, and then it kind of organically grew. We talked on the phone weekly, thinking about, okay, how do we grow this thing out? And eventually, it was kind of, eight months later that I asked Kalea to move back to Ontario to really be a co-founder in this full-time.
1: But that's, that's one of the elements that we always talk about with startups is, okay, where's the business expertise going to come from? I mean, because it's, it's oftentimes people that have an idea and a vision, and this is what I really want to do, and I think this can actually work. But there's got to be a business side. There's a practical side to that. But you guys were both trained in that, so you you had that one covered off pretty much, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I mean uh, the MBA was certainly helpful. Well, you went in
1: with eyes wide open, anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we knew we knew the risk we were taking, I guess, and I think the MBA helped me to know before I took the risk of leaving my full time job and you know the steady paycheck. I needed to, to. I knew which boxes I needed to check to tell me whether this was going to be a success or not. So at least it was kind of an educated risk.
1: <laughs> so. You mentioned inventory. How do you how do you build a business like this?
0: Yeah, so uh, from the inventory side, a good thing about the wedding industry is that most people are used to putting down deposits or paying for things quite a bit in advance of their wedding date, and they know well in advance the date that they need it for. So we're able to offer a selection that isn't necessarily all stocked in inventory. So that enabled us to start offering what people wanted before actually having to put the capital out to get it because we could take their order and turn around and get the dresses in time. Now that we've done quite a few weddings, we've got an inventory built up because the dresses, we rent them out and they come back. Um, so now that we've got an inventory built up, we're really able to accommodate those last minute weddings. So the people that don't get their order in three months in advance, we're able to say, Hey, we can save the day. We've got a whole set of dusty lilac dresses for your date ready for you.
1: Um, uh, so how long have you guys been up and running now? How's the, how's the business going?
0: So this is our first summer uh, really in market last summer. So the summer of 2016, uh, it is somewhat seasonal, the business, but there are still weddings in the winter too. But the summer of 2016 is when we first did some test weddings. So we did just one to two weddings a month to make sure everything was completely flawless and perfectly executed and we could get some initial testimonials from customers. And then we hit the ground running in 2017, uh, serving the southwestern Ontario market now we've done just over, or just about fifty weddings so far, and we're sitting here in September, uh, and we're getting ready to now go into 2018, expanding our collection, expanding the offerings, and expanding across all of Canada. How
1: uh, how effective has social media been in this? I mean, you know, that, that's obviously selling It's it an essential part of getting the word out about what's going on with bridesmaid.
2: Yeah, our social media has been a, a key part of our marketing. We do know that a lot of brides, once they do get the ring, once they get engaged, they're going to spend an additional eight hours on social media anyways. So we want to make sure that the messages they're seeing are coming from us.
0: And it's important to note that's eight hours a week on social media. Yes, eight hours a week. The second that they get that
2: engagement ring. So we have really put the effort into making our Facebook and our Instagram something that when the bride finds it, they're going to see themselves within our images. They're going to see different content that relates to what they're going through. And it actually makes it seem like they almost know us as opposed to just a company somewhere that they are ordering the stress from.
1: It, you mentioned something a second ago that that's really a big part of the slow matter. When somebody Googles, uh, you got to be at the top of the list. I mean, that's, that's like marketing 101 now, isn't it? <laughs> because you know they're going to Google. Uh, yeah. They're going to say, I don't know who to go to Uh, you know, know, bridesmaid dresses, boom. Uh, If you're there, you're front of mind, bingo, you're on first base with them already.
0: Yeah, uh, so that's incredibly important, Google. And then Facebook is also important because you can be really targeted and you can create value-added content for those people that are in kind of your target audience without just saying, here's my website where you can buy or rent the dresses. So Google's incredibly important, but the social media marketing is also important because we can provide real value to our brides with other content outside of just here's where you can go to get your dresses.
1: And that's that's the means of communication for your market, isn't it? I Absolutely. mean, th- that, let's face it, they're on social media. They're not, you know, they're, they're I don't know billboards, anything, I, any <laughs> other form of advertising like this. I mean, they're they're first going to go on Instagram. They're going to go on Facebook. They're going to go on Twitter. That's where they're going to go, and that's how you're going to reach them.
0: Yeah. And we've kind of forgotten to mention Pinterest. Uh, Pinterest is huge for brides and brides-to-be and even people who aren't even yet engaged are often creating a board where they're pinning looks that they like for their wedding. So it's important for us to provide a bunch of different looks that they could potentially pin and go back to and say, hey, those dresses I love so much, they came from the company Bridesmaid.
1: All right, listen, weddings aren't going away, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so this is a growth industry, obviously, and it's happening, and it's a big day. Uh, let's assume you win this thing, the, the lines of competition. And, and of course, there's, there's there's services in kind. There's some cash involved in this. Uh, what are you going to do? How are you going to make the business grow? What, what are the next steps for you guys?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um So the next steps are really to move from a focus on southwestern Ontario to really kind of taking over the Canadian market. Um, Although this past year we've been incredibly focused with our marketing on southwestern Ontario, we have served weddings and we've seen the demand from all across Canada. We've even done a wedding in northwest territories, for example, But now it's time to expand that marketing to tell the rest of Canada who don't just happen to land on us and, I guess, get lucky, uh, to tell the rest of Canada that we exist and this is what we're doing and this is how we can help you. So the cash from the competition as well as the in-kind prizes, there are a lot of really helpful marketing prizes. Um, They would really be invested to help us grow across Canada to get the message out there because we know the demand is there.
1: Where are you physically? I mean, where do you operate out of?
0: Our office is
2: in Kitchener. We're in the Tannery Building. We're currently part of the Velocity program.
1: Okay, uh, so and, and obviously, uh, as the business grows, uh, so will the people that you're employing. I mean, this is yes. this is a growth industry. This is what's uh, happening. Wh- what's your competition like? Are there other people doing this as well? Not as well as you guys, obviously, <laughs> but are they out there?
0: Um. So you know, everyone's going to be getting bridesmaid dresses, and right now, people traditionally have to get their bridesmaid dresses at retail. So there are some new online players coming in place but mostly offering the dresses for purchase. So really who we're competing against are uh, places that offer bridesmaid dresses that might be beautiful and et cetera, but for purchase. And then it's also interesting to note that we ended up developing an entire line of dresses for our company that are all size adjustable because we learned that uh, the complaints are about the, the, the cost. And having to buy something you only wear once. But the complaints are also about the fact that bridesmaid dresses often need to be altered. So once you go out and buy it, you're not even done yet. You have to go back to fitting appointments and pay for someone to hem it and bring in the, uh, the bust and different areas to make it actually fit your body. So not only are we different in that we offer the rentals, so we're not really competing head-to-head against many of our kind of competitors. Uh, we also develop this line of size adjustable dresses, which really helps the bridesmaids too.
1: And then, of course, it just sits in the back of the closet after you buy it, waiting for that shade of pastel to come back in style. <laughs> good luck guess with that. I so, yeah. That's, that's, this is fabulous. It's a great enterprise, and what a great idea. Uh, congratulations on what you guys have done with us so far. Uh, and good luck in the competition. I hope things work out for you. I know i got a pretty good idea. I'll be talking to you guys the day after uh, when we start talking <laughs> to the winners. Uh, and uh, if they want to get more information about Bridesmaid, where can they go?
0: Um, to our website. So it's bridesmaid, M-A-D-E, dot C-A, Uh, working on buying the dot-com, but right now the Canadians are who are most important to us, so dot-ca. And then we can also be followed on social media for a lot of um, interesting content and inspiration and Kind of helpful tools for your maid of honor, your bridesmaids, things like that.
1: Kalea Baker, uh, co founder of Mallory McHugh, and of course, co founder of Bridesmaid, M A D E. Great stuff. Thanks a lot, guys, for coming in today.
2: Thanks, Thanks so you. much for having us. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.